That yeah. man's name, Darude. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Weird Thing About That, where me and my fellow players are given a subject matter and have to find the weirdest, coolest, most interesting or funniest story on that subject. Our stories will be scored by our head judge and the winner will be revealed at the end of the episode. I'm Chris and joining me today, back from honking the conch, it's Chow. How do? And just winning a pork sword fight with Alexander the Great, Chucky. Yo! And of course... Cat's number one fan, Joe. I am a jellical boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. So, Joe, if you can give us today's subject and run us through what this scoring system is, please. Um, today's topic is Columbia, and you will be marked on the Tiger system. <laughs> Truth. Interesting. Grit. Eric Roberts. <laughs> Any of your stories contains yes. Julia Roberts' brother, Eric Roberts. <laughs> this was very late on in the day. Damn it. <laughs> He's on the cutting roof floor. And who's going first? Uh, you can. So before I dive into my main story on Columbia, I just want to tell you a little tidbit that made me appreciate the country a bit more, which is that there is a traditional street delicacy in Colombia that literally translates as big-assed ants. And they are apparently salty, nutritious snacks. But in this story, I'm looking at a far more nefarious piece of Colombian-grown wildlife. That of the flowers of the Borrachero tree. The seeds of which, when powdered and extracted, have come to be known as Devil's Breath. These trees and shrubs have broad green leaves peppered with delicate flowers that bloom in nice shades of white, yellow, pink and purple and they're absolutely deadly as these flowers cloak their toxic power in a thoroughly unassuming package. Now when I say the words Columbia and drugs, most people's minds will of course go to cocaine, of which the country's drug lords are pretty infamous for. However, Devil's Breath is a different beast entirely. Colombian criminals love this drug because when blown into someone's face or put onto something like a business card and handed over, it can put the victim into a zombie-like state in which they can lose both their memory and free will, and can be convinced to empty their bank accounts or hand over the keys to their cars or houses. Vice magazine went on to describe it as the world's scariest drug. In 2012, Colombian police reported nearly 1,200 cases of people victimised by criminals using devil's breath and other so-called zombie drugs. The victims ranged from high-profile politicians to US embassy employees to average Colombians. This may, this may sound like a new drug, but the properties of this plant have been known about since around 1880, when doctors and government agencies investigated its uses as a truth serum. It was even used in interrogations by infamous Nazi doctor Joseph Mengele. The drug has a few legitimate medical uses, such as treatment for motion sickness and for tremors of Parkinson's disease, but it is best known for its darker properties. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. That's really like blown my mind. I've never heard of this. And just, it, it, it seems like something straight out of a movie, right? Like, I'm going to blow this powder in your face and, yeah, mate, all right, your bank account and let's do it, yo. Christ. I yeah. think there is, I think it is, does feature in a film called, oh, is it Snake of the Darkness or something? Which is about a guy who goes to Colombia and, yeah, has this right. like zombie sort of thing happen to him. Also, it's Joseph Mengele. 
Yeah. Joseph Mengali sounds like a flamenco, <laughs> like a flamenco dancer. You give a lot of credit as opposed to being a shit house. I, as I was reading, I was like, shit, I never, I didn't read ahead, and that's fine. You should look just up how this, is, how this is supposed to be pronounced. Yes, so, yeah. I've, I've, I've heard of this stuff, but I like the fact that it, it sort of all, almost happens instantly if blown into the face. So mm. I would like to see like a, you know, like a street fight of just two gangs just poofing this. <laughs> <laughs> And then just bugging out. One guy's left and he's like, come with me, new army. (laughs) (laughs) It does does leave me a little incredulous. It's like, you literally just blow it in somebody's face and be like, give me a pin number and then is the Is the street myth, um, it may be exaggerated. It is definitely used for this sort of thing, but whether the effects are instantaneous like that, I'm not sure. I think it's more of a sort of... um, you'll go into a sort of trance-like state and, you know, almost like your friend who's had too much and you have to carry them. I was going to say, yeah, you're already half-faced. Yeah, and then in that point, you know, they have no um, sort of memory of what's gone on and they are more susceptible to you convincing them to do stuff like, come on, mate, just give us your wallet. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. Leave me alone. Yeah. I mean, it's actually generally fucking terrifying if it does do that. I'm glad it's almost half the world away, yeah, because... I mean, I'm fairly sure you could probably get the same thing by like just blowing like cocoa. Sand. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just sand and then kick him in the balls. And, and then, then just punch him in the face repeatedly. Contactless. So you go, yeah. Yeah. You can give me your fucking keys. Now, <laughs> you can put old women to sleep by blowing like oval teen in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I paid a deposit on a car with Apple Pay and it was the most weird and hor- hor- horrific thing ever. Like, like 2000. The, minimum deposit or whatever it is it's been scrapped now so you can just pay any money on Ooh. Apple Pay so I like I paid the deposit on my car and they're like we'd like to take two grand at your account and I was like I haven't got my debit card with me like we got Apple Pay like yeah we can well, we can facilitate that did they like, blow any I dust don't... in your face yeah exactly yeah. yeah I don't know Wait, yeah. is that your go-kart out of the yeah. front <laughs> <laughs> it sprayed like the new car sending yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> it was that which weird. apparently is highly toxic <laughs> new, really? car, new car smell is like all the uh, the benzodrine and all that stuff that yeah. they used to like make the car shiny and stuff, and that it's like yeah. Yeah, it's it's quite toxic too. Wow. So it smells nice though. It's open a window, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> sort of highlighter pens. <laughs> <laughs> that is worrying though. The fact that it's like two grand. Click, click. Look at my face. Done. Done. Yeah. Because yeah. you could be out cold and someone just like holding your phone to your face. Yeah, and but... you know, there's tran- transfer two grand to my account. And- that's why I shouldn't admit this out loud, but like um, my fingerprint scanner on my phone that's my log into my bank isn't my obvious right hand index finger. It's like oh. a different finger. So if anyone just like does knock me out and try and unlock, unlock it, they would have like three attempts of any ah. of my ten fingers before well, it locks just, them they'll out. They'll just cut the rest off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got some think I actually have to pull my trousers down and like point the face ID at my ass before it <laughs> wasn't good on the four call, was it? Take my top off and yeah. point at the little Quarto dude from Total Recall that <laughs> yeah. I've got going yeah. Yeah. I get some of those little uh, stick on eyes, stick them in each ass with a bum cheek. Deep in this deposit. Stay chucky. All right. So... It's hard to talk about Colombia without bringing up the old Colombian marching powder. And that should be no surprise as just four years ago, in 2017, Colombia suspectedly produced a staggering 1,976 tonnes of the stuff. With cocaine production being an extremely viable criminal operation, it's no wonder that Colombia was home to some of the most vicious and powerful drug lords in the world. For example, 
There was Griselda Blanco, aka the godmother of cocaine, who was smuggling 1600 kilos of cocaine a month into the US. This lady did not give a shit, she was murdering people left, right and centre, broad daylight, no problem, in an international airport, why not? She was even credited with inventing the drive-by motorcycle shooting execution method, the very same method that was used to end her life in September 2012. But we can't escape talking about the OG, Pablo Escobar. This guy did so many crazy things, it feels like he was just taking the piss at some points. At the height of his career, he would spend roughly $2,500 monthly on rubber bands just to hold his cash. When Pablo offered to turn himself in, it was on the condition that he could build his own prison, which the Colombian government agreed to, which led to him building La Catedral, or the Cathedral. This was like your typical prison, in the same way a panzer tank is like a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> His prison had a football pitch, a nightclub, a bar, a jacuzzi, and much more. Famously though, Pablo also had his own zoo, with upwards of 200 animals. And after he was killed in 1993, the authorities were left with the job of finding all the animals a new home. However, one of these animals would prove to be too difficult logistically to move. Those animals were hippos. The hippos were essentially left to die, but their tenacity was sorely underestimated, as the hippos didn't just survive, no, they thrived. <laughs> Colombia is now facing a hippo crisis like no other country has ever Boy, faced. <laughs> the hippos have since grown in numbers to an estimated 80 to 120 strong, and are now considered a serious threat in Colombia. <laughs> They are known as the Cocaine Hippos, which is a fucking ace band name, by the way. Yeah, that's a good name. <laughs> and scientists are worried that if something isn't done, their numbers could increase exponentially within 10 years. This makes Colombia the only country to have an animal infestation crisis that was funded by dr a drug cartel. Uh, gentlemen, your rebuttals. Move the word infestation of hippos. <laughs> Some guy has to come in noun. with like a little read like, oh yeah, you've got hippos. <laughs> oh, really? It just sounds like a, a name for the group of them, doesn't it? It's like a murder of crows, or an infestation of hippos. <laughs> I can't remember where I heard it, but somewhat, it makes perfect sense. Hippos have the best PR team. They, they come across as so gentle and that, but they are fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, they kill. They, they, more people they'll sell you a mattress as charges. soon as they'll fucking rip your head off. <laughs> Never buy a mattress from dreams. Oh, yeah. It will never arrive. <laughs> uh, What's well, so the hippo will? I think more people die in Africa from hippos than they do of like lions and mm. shit. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Because they, they run just... from a lion to well, a hippo, exactly. thinking, "Oh, this nature's full. We won't hurt." Steven, me. Steven Spielberg fucked sharks over because hippos kill many, many more people a year than sharks. Yeah, yeah. They don't they even eat them. Well. They just do it for fun. Yeah, they just like shits and giggles, it. and then and then they're little. My favourite thing about hippos is that little um, rear windscreen wiper out, uh, tail thing that they do when they shit. Have you seen yeah, it? They, they, like, they shit and they just like spread shit everywhere and they have those little birds that clean their teeth. They are fucking awesome. Yeah. They're, they're, they're terrifying and will fucking stamp on your head and kill you in an instant, but they are awesome. Yeah. If you, I've seen videos of them like chasing boats and you're like, how is this, you know, five ton animal moving at such speeds? Like barracuda it's the speeds little tail pushing them forward it's all training that yeah. <laughs> I read a thing about um, how they used to have like a, a lot of boars and like like wild pigs in um, Colombia and they used to dig at the roots and stuff and that's the, the boar populations declined and everyone's like oh shit this actually the, the disruption that the boars made and like tilling the soil and all the rest of it actually had a positive effect on the um on the sort of like local fauna and fauna, 
and the hippos that are in the air, uh, the hippos that have been in, reintroduced by Pablo have actually are like surrogate boars, and they're actually yeah, like surrogate these hippos are like surrogate pigs, and they're actually they're they're doing the same thing and they're churning the things up, and actually, whilst they are murderous fucking pig dogs basically, and they will like eat your children, they are actually they do actually have have a. Um, benefit to the local environment oh, because they, I they think are the only problem is they like to go into waterways which isn't quite as mm. helpful as to yeah. the soil I i'm not saying it's a perfect solution <laughs> i did read <laughs> a story the rough the exactly. pablo they, was like damn it i didn't think of all the consequences when it brought in colombia who uh found a, a baby hippo and raised it and then like i think it was like yes. seven years later it dragged him to the river and drowned him <laughs> have you seen the guy that <laughs> thank you father but, yeah so like, he, had, he had seven good years now so yeah. you know the redneck family that like that raised a hippo from like birth and he's like in the and, and it just like wanders into the kitchen he's like 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 proper marshland tennessee like well i say tennessee florida it's all it's all the it's south. probably florida yeah, yeah. it's it florida but they're like yeah we we have a baby hippo and it just like wanders into the kitchen and they're like mm. it's he's like a dog but like a great big gray murderous hippo dog also um Can, the godmother of cocaine yeah i was gonna go back to her as well <laughs> yeah not, but she was a ruthless i know but it's not a good name is it it's like the godmother of cocaine it's like it's like you're down on your look she stands up in front of in church when you're doing your like your, your cocaine baptism and then like you never see her again she you get you a card a off her at christmas i mean james brown was probably the godfather of cocaine but he got he got, he got oh. named the godfather of soul so you're like uh, angel dust wasn't he like pcp i'm I, i'm sure he was he was, um, he was well versed in many many major i like how she um invented the shooting on the bikes like she had to present that to like a group of gangsters and they're all just there like mouth agape like Mind we've been stopping like, and getting off our bikes and shooting them are you telling me there's another way one dude shows up with a skateboard like is this yeah. not right <laughs> ah. whoa 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 it's 2021 yeah, like an electric scooter <laughs> I had to do on one of them never again they go far too fast <laughs> for no helmet yeah. they get about like 20 odd mile an hour which, if I fall oh. off that at my age, my bones are basically dusted. <laughs> Have you ever done your shins in on one of them micro scooters? No, oh, mate. Oh. It's the worst thing, like, just solid chunk of metal flying around yeah. in your you shin. Always, oh. you, you try and, like, you Stop trying up. to pop tricks on it, cool dad. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't recently. It was like back when I was a teacher. I tried to, like, go off a curb and, like, kick it. So, like, the bottom bit did a spin. But, obviously, it just, oh. it just spanned straight into my shins. And I've never been on one since. It's not nice. It's a wise lesson. <laughs> you only do that once, don't you? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think also just the two thousand five hundred dollars a month on rubber bands just to hold. I've heard some of his money just had to be disposed of because he had so much money just rotting away. There were rats at a lot of his money, and yeah, like two and a half thousand dollars a year on rubber bands. It's kind of at that point you were thinking. I run the department. Just stop now. I run the department in school. I think I, I put an order in this month for seventy pounds of stickers, and I was like. Yeah, that that felt exorb- like f- far too much money to be spending on stickers. Was like when you realise that Pablo Escobar was spending two and a half thousand dollars on stickers, I was like, it justifies my purchase. I feel better for doing that now. He just kind of seemed, obviously he's of a different mindset to get where he was. But when you you've got so much money, it's rotting away, and you're not spending it. It's just a point where it's, it's like, just why take away. the risk anymore? Let's just 
Just stop, yeah, and just stop, stop selling drugs. You yeah, yeah, yeah you, you become a, that supply chain. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're a cogger. If you don't machine. do it, someone will come and take you and take your role. That's yeah. or at least well, there was a guy back into the country. Well, there was, there was a dude poor areas well, I think, or something. I think he, or... he, he sort of did quite a lot, sort of underhandedly mm, yeah. stuff. Well, there was like, a guy, wasn't there, who was basically he became a Colombian like Colombian drug lord, and his whole ethos was, I'm not going to murder people. This is gonna be, yeah. you know, I might beat him up, I might rough him up, blah blah blah. And the police, the police came around and was like, I. It's uh, like the Batman of like. Yeah, he was. Lords. He was like the Batman of cocaine. It's like yeah, but like the, the literally the, the crack man. The police knocked his door down. And was like, yeah, right, okay. we're gonna arrest him. He's like, you do know I'm not killing anybody. If you if you arrest me and put me in prison, then somebody else will take my place and they will well, likely. Yeah, I mean, Pablo shoot Escobar motherfuckers in the head. What was called the Robin Hood. Of Colombia, yeah. because he, he did give he, he built hospitals, yeah. schools, all sorts. But he, he burnt prisons. two million do- <laughs> yeah prisons. He he burnt two million dollars uh, once to keep his family warm. Like like, it's like oh, I could get the wood, but the two million. <laughs> the real right treasure here. is yeah. my family. <laughs> <laughs> that's proper fucking. That's a flex. That's, isn't that's it? coke come down at the worst. <laughs> yeah. it, when you can't be asked, go and get in the firewood. It's like I've got this stack of money here. I'm a big fan of the KLF. I'll just burn this. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. In 1918, brothers Jack and Henry Cohen established a small film company in New York called Cohen Brandt Cohen, CBC, Film Sales Corporation. In its early years of operation, it was often overshadowed by much larger and more established film production companies. Subsequently, the studio's small-time reputation led to some Hollywood elites joking that CBC sub CBC stood for corned beef and cabbage. And so in 1924, in an attempt to improve the company's image, the Coen brothers renamed the CBC film, set, uh, film studios Columbia Pictures. The name was selected as the film studio had used the image of Columbia, the female personification of the Americas, in some of its branding and advertising. During the course of researching this, I didn't realize how, how into the personification of abstract concepts America was. From Columbia to Uncle Sam, Lady Liberty. Turns out Americans love to put a face in the names of things that otherwise wouldn't have one. The rebranding worked. Columbia Pictures steadily grew in size and scale in it, of its productions, helping Columbia climb to the, arri- uh, to the arrival of ambitious director Franz Capra. Between 1927 and 1939, Capra constantly pushed Cohen for bigger and better budgets. A string of hits he directed in the early and mid-1930s solidified Columbia's status as a major studio. In particular, it happened one night which nearly swept the 1934 Oscars and put Columbia on the map. The same year, Columbia Pictures signed the Three Stooges, three Stooges who made 190 shots of the studio over the next 23 years. In the 60s, a sub- subsidiary of Columbia Pictures, Screen Gems, entered its distribution entered a distribution deal with Hanna-Barbera Productions and for the next decade they would be the sole distributor of TV classic cartoons such as The Flintstones, Huckleberry Hound Show, Yogi Bear and The Jetsons and many many others. After a series of flops the studio was almost bankrupt in the early 70s and survived by forming a partnership with Warner Brothers by sharing a studio in Burbank, California. The company returned to prominence after agreeing to finance Steven Spielberg's sequel to Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Fortunately, Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind, Encounter Harder, became E.T., <laughs> the extraterrestrial, and became the biggest grossing film of all time. 
1989, Columbia Pictures was acquired by Sony for $3.4 billion, essentially becoming a subsidiary of Sony Entertainment Corporation. But Sony used the name and iconic branding to this day. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. I want to take this opportunity to just bitch and moan about American advertising, only because when you talk about America likes to put a face to stuff, like there's uh, an insurance company in America called State Farm, and literally their motto is State Farm, like a neighbour State Farm is there Yeah, they are a, uh, a sponsor for All Elite Wrestling and they do that They have to put that in like every <sighs> 40 minutes or so And it grates on my nerves yeah. The best ones is for WWE Where they're like Welcome to Hell in a Cell, sponsored by Skittles <laughs> it's, it's, it's very sort of It worries me because Have you seen the news today Where they were talking about selling Channel 4 News to conglomerates and blah 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 but basically privatising Channel 4 I didn't realise that Channel 4 wasn't privatised because they already have advertising but as a person who spent a considerable amount of time in the US if you watch any fucking network programming in the, in the US which is pretty much unregulated versus versus the UK which has regulations and, and more importantly standards the fucking contrast is night and day. So, mm. like, I remember being over there in, like, 2000... I think it was either 2012... No, it was 2008, Beijing Olympics. And I wanted to know how other countries were doing. It doesn't matter. You're in the UA, USA. So, it was all like, bang! This is how the USA is doing and nobody else fucking matters because we're number one. We're number one. And then you'd be like... Okay, this guy throws a shot put, and now we're going to cut to commercial for 25 minutes. Yep. If you want yeah. to know how the next guy did in the shot put, fucking stay tuned. You know, whereas <laughs> like um, the BBC, they they show the shot put and they go, this fucker won. And then they move on to the next yeah. event. It's like, you know, there's not the ridiculous. It's got slightly oh, better with streaming yeah, services now. You can watch a program free without adverts, but. You can tell when you're watching an American show on British mm. TV and they're suddenly subject to our advertising standards because there will be like weird blips in the show yes. where they repeat a line and it's like that was where there would have been an ad break yeah, in the American yeah, yeah, Again, to reference the Mitchell and Webb sketch. Yes. Coming after the break, this thing happens. And then after the break, before the break, can you remember <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Literally three seconds. Ago. Yes, I can. I, I have that motion of memory because yeah. we only yeah. get... At most, three ad breaks an hour. Yeah. Whereas in America, I think it's five. Yeah. Well, they start a show. They do like the cold open, not me. Yeah. And, and then it cuts to commercial before the actual intro to the show. How they watch TV, I don't know. Yeah. That, that I would just my mind. <laughs> Dude, it's very prominent in the sports as well. The stadiums is like the Tampax Stadium and, you know, this branding all over the place. But the one H thing Arena. They, yeah. <laughs> the one that thing was, that they do... All right, though, that I actually agree with is none of their sports jerseys or shirts have branding on them. It's simply just a sports team. The stadium might be absolutely plastered. Yeah, but, but it's, it's such an arbitrary, weird, it's, it's such a strange hill to die on. I went to a Penn State game like 15 years ago, and like you say, there was no advertising on the actual shirt. It's like, oh, what a bastion of integrity there mm. is, you know, in the face of corporate capitalism. But every time the ball went, whether there was a fly ball or whatever, they'd be yeah. like, the, now the, the timeout sponsored yeah. by Pringles. exactly, and and you'd be stood around for ten minutes. And I, I remember turning around to the guy I was with, a guy called PJ, and I'd be like, why the why 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 is everybody surrounding? Fuck off for like ten minutes. Like, oh, they're showing commercials, and I was like, 
There's 115,000 people in the stadium. Is that, why, is that why baseball games take like two days to play? <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. But it was just a, it was just a cumulative effect. I was like, Sorry, no, everybody needs to stand around and do fuck all whilst we sounds, sell shit to you. It sounds very American bashing. I'd like, like to refer back as well to the fact that they called them corn, beef and cabbage as an insult. And I was like, <laughs> sounds delicious. wrong with that? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sounds good. Yeah, exactly. Get a stock going. You got a stew, baby. <laughs> I'd heard about Get the some steaks. Uh, sloppy them up. You mentioned close encounters, and apparently there's a thing mm-hmm. with um, Spielberg and Lucas. Both thought that their um, adversaries' sort of film about space would do better than their own. Right. So they both gave each other shares, and yes. Lucas gave Spielberg shares in Star Wars, which obviously did a lot yeah. better than Close Encounters of the Third Kind. But Lucas was convinced that Close Encounters would gonna blow Star Wars out the water because he didn't think it would actually do very well yeah. and uh, Spielberg made a lot of money just on free shares from it for... back in the day when people were making you know <laughs> seminal pieces of cinema for the artistic you know for, for the valid reasons rather than mm. we're whores for money <laughs> which is what Lucas and Spielberg both became oh I actually take that back no, we, we all saw Indiana Jones for Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah. I think, yeah. Help yeah. me with this army ants of CGs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And, and Ray Winston. Lu- yeah. Though, so I can't Lucas sold out a long time before Spielberg, but they both ultimately did, didn't they? <laughs> Do you have any stories about Columbia that you'd like to share with us? Perhaps you've had powder blown in your face or bought yourself your own prison? Let us know. Write to us on Twitter at WeirdThingPod and let us know. Thanks yeah. for listening to this episode. And oh, we've not done scores. No, we again, haven't done scores. I'm it's sorry. all gone. This is what always happens. We need a director. <laughs> yeah, we need, we need a producer. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> this was Tiger. It was Tiger. No one mentioned Eric Roberts, <laughs> which I thought was a, was a deep cut. But uh, yeah, okay. Uh, to be fair, I'm going to have to give it to you, Chris, because the. Uh, zombie powder thing sounds fucking terrifying. Agreed. If it works, hippos is good. Like I'd like that. Just the fact that the the the, the Colombian police went, fuck it, release them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they'll just die in the wild. The hippos, mate. Like <laughs> they're quite hard. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we will see you next episode. weird thing about that. Weird thing about